Thanks so much for downloading the latest episode of The Ugly Truth. Paul is back. And so we're talking about the season and shopping and Christmas and if we're in the spirit. Also, social media, the friends we meet in gaming and online. Are they real friends? We think so. Plus, our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much. Shop lipandclip.com and Amazon for your holiday needs. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. Let's get this shitty candy and get the fuck out of here. Paula. I'm your mother. I grew that penis. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 425. Ugh, ugh. She's back. Hooray, everyone. Yay. <laughs> so much going on with children. Sometimes you just need a break. You got to do You got to do your shit, man. I wish it had been a break. <laughs> and it never really is. When, it, when you're the parent who's primarily caring for the children day in and day out, there is no break. None. And they don't really tell you that. If somebody had said, listen... You're never going to go to the bathroom alone again. You will never have a full hot shower to yourself. Um, Yes, they bring you joy, but everything else is uncomfortable. I'd say, you know what? I think I'll pass. Having a full-time job is a break. I wonder if there's a business where you can hire nannies to stay home with your sick children instead of taking the day off. And it should be covered under your insurance, by the way. <laughs> I always liked it when I was working and then I did get the call from the daycare and I had to go pick them up because then it kind of felt like a little like excursion because I'm like, oh, I get to play mom for like the afternoon, you <laughs> yeah. know. And then so it's like I got the best of both worlds in some ways because I was just like, you know, you get to take the temperature <laughs> and give them the medicine and cuddle with yes. them and tuck them in their blankets with a pillow and watch a kid's movie. And, and then they go to bed. <laughs> yeah. And then the next morning they're fine. Drop back off at daycare and go to work. But now yeah. it's just like, you know, this can go on for days and, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, you know, the, so the daycare it had to deal with like the runny nose and the, the horrible cough and the achy body and as long as they didn't have a fever they had to put up with it you know meanwhile you're at your desk drinking your coffee typing away and you know gabbing Mm -hmm. with your coworker about you know with an adult Grey's Anatomy and oh speaking of you and I were talking briefly about social media friends yes and which will segue into the next thing I want to tell we we need to talk about but you're much freer and it's not surprising it's your personality you're much freer on certain social medias about frustrations that you might be having with your children or at home or whatever. I'm pretty free about my uh, personal life and my frustrations, which a lot of people are guarded about doing that, but I just don't give a shit. So no, you're, you're very open. Well, first of all, I think this podcast has proven we don't really give a shit about, we don't have secrets. We pretty much tell you everything. In fact, there are people that I interact with, you know, about once a month or so, and they will ask me questions on behalf of other listeners because she's like, okay, on behalf of the listeners that we're all fans of your show, we love your show. So it's almost like trying to talk to like a soap opera and they'll say, <laughs> okay, so is it true? Can you please clarify this for us? <laughs> I'm like, yes, that is absolutely, I'm not lying. This is the truth. You know, this is, this is really happening. And so like, for example, when she asked me, she goes, Rebecca and I need a clarification on something that you and Paula were talking about a couple weeks ago. I'm like, okay, what is it? She goes, 
please tell me that Paula is not back with Victor. <laughs> and I said, absolutely not. And she's like, oh, thank God. She's like, we were so worried. And I'm I like, wonder it's like, what made them think that. I don't even remember. I don't remember. You know I don't know it's what it was. It's probably because sometimes I talk about him in conversation and it may sound sure. like, you know, in a group <laughs> effort, it may sound like we're together. Right. When you live with someone, even though yes. you have your own rooms, when you're under right. the same house and you have children together, it's just very easy to lapse back into that familial, not familial. Yeah, is that familial? Yeah, no, it's familial. Familial yeah. role yeah. where, you know, it's not like we eat at right. different tables every night sure. or at different there's times. Not, <laughs> or There's not partitions up everywhere. No, I mean, and the thing is, it's like, you know, as people, our personalities still get along pretty well. Sure, you sure. Know, it's just other things that, you know, I absolutely despise about him. <laughs> yeah. So my point, uh, we were going to talk about social media. So you are very open about your frustrations in life. I'm a, I'm far more guarded, way more guarded on social media than you are. But I've been that way my whole life. I'm a but very I get a lot of shit person. sometimes for being so open, too. They're just like, I just can't believe you put everything out there. They're like, you know, some, Who said some, that? Oh, I've had friends before. They're just like, some things should just be private. And I'm just like, like what? You know, but some people are just so secretive about their personal lives. And I'm just like, what the fuck? What, what are you working for the CIA? What you think? You think people don't have marital problems? You think you're the first person to get into a spat with your wife or your husband? No, I'll tell you what it is. It's that social media has conditioned all of us to put our best face forward, our best foot forward, the best filtered, the best angles, the best everything, you know, only when our children are looking fantastic and loving. That's all they that's what they think social media is for. Social media is a lie. That's the point. When you see like your arch nemesis looking fabulous, everybody like a happy little family or whatever, it's mm -hmm. like. Yeah, for that three minutes. But the three minutes before and the 30 seconds after that picture was taken, shit got real. But we don't get to see it because it's just a one little thing in time, right? You'll never see a picture of me and my kids in matching clothes sitting on a, a horse <laughs> fence, you know, out in the woods right? with, you know, just black and white, but red flannels. You know, it's yes. just not going to happen. And so... Right. What you will see is me taking a selfie of myself at the dentist with like half my face paralyzed right. and then me smiling. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, like I'll do right. that stuff. But, you know, or Olivia screaming at her brother saying in your face after she beat him at Jenga. But yes, that's who we are. That's who I am. It just can't. Oh, you know, someone just ring my doorbell. I wonder if I go get it. Hold on. We'll leave it recording, but go get it. All right. Hello. Hello. <laughs> My God, he had like a whole grocery store delivered from <laughs> Costco. There's like a Aww. rotisserie chicken and flowers. And he didn't uh, want you to make he didn't want you to have to worry about dinner. He's so sweet. So that's my point with this whole social media thing. OK, so what I've realized on social media now that I've been doing it for about a decade is that it doesn't take long for you to find your people. Right. We have a couple of things in common with a lot of the people that you and I mutually adore. Mm -hmm. We were all listening to a podcast and we met them through this podcast. Mm hmm. 
eventually what happens is you start to realize you're like, hey, I have a little more in common with you than just this podcast. Our sense of humors are the same. You know, we we find things, we find debased humor hilarious. We like the same (laughs) movies or whatever it is. And for example, a listener of this podcast who we have known for more than just the time of this podcast has just sent you a lovely gift because he wanted you to have a tree trimming party with your children. (laughs) So thank you, Trip. That's so sweet. He roped me in yesterday because he's like, is she, is there anything I shouldn't get? Is there, you know, da, 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 da. And he was just piling on and piling on. And I'm like, Trev, I, I can't even be, I'm like, we don't give away trophies. We don't do any of that stuff. But, but thank you so much. He goes, I just, I want her to have some joy this Christmas. And I Aww. want her and her children to have a party and have good times. And, you know, because... You know, we don't go through everything on the show, but, you know, it's been a rough year for you. And so this he just he feels so much. And so he just wants to do something. And I just think those are the kinds of people that I personally like on social media. Not only that, but I mean, I feel like people like that are just so few and far in between. I mean, but if you lived where he lived, it wouldn't be any different. Like this is a person that it would be in your life, whether we met him on Facebook or in a podcast chat room or, you know, like for me, some of the people that I adore the most, I met playing my video game, playing yeah. World of Warcraft. I have friends on World of Warcraft that I legit adore. And if I could get to them because they live super far away, I would totally go and have drinks or a meal. I mean, they invite me all the time. They're like, oh, well, whenever you're in Iowa, let us know. I know. And in fact, there are friends that we have. Well, I mean, just think about this year alone. I mean... Or maybe over the last couple of years. I mean, we've had friends who, well, we've had a friend who passed away, which was, you know, very upsetting. And actually, you've had, I've actually lost a few. But I mean, through, that we've met through social media. Yes, maybe you yes. have but had some. I have. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I know we had one for sure who passed away and all of us were very Sue. sad about that. Yes. yes. You know, we've had a, a couple friends um, battle cancer and, mm-hmm. you know, that's. That was just gut-wrenching because the thought of losing yeah. one I know in particular, I mean, I was devastated. He's like my number one fan. I love him. And yes. so he calls you P Diddle, which I, I think know, is adorable. It's so sweet. So and I just sweet. I adore him. And he just yeah. he always makes me feel so uh like such a lady and just so cherished. I, I just I love know, the way sweet? he makes me feel. And he's so, so sweet. And then we know we had a friend who went through a breakup recently and it's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it was so like soul crushing because you know how much right. he cared about the other person. And I think, I think my point w- it, to me anyway, is this, although there are people who utilize the, the medium to express their outrage, I personally love the social media sets. It's the same thing that I say when I first started gaming is that the people that I am friends with in the gaming community, I would never ever in a million years would have been friends with them in any other situation Mm -hmm. because we don't look the same. You know, we come from different backgrounds. This may sound funny, but it was actually quite painful to me. When I was in college, a lot of kids or people, peers, didn't like me they said oh you're just a you're a stuck-up bitch you're Mm -hmm. a spoiled brat blah 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 and i'm like i am literally none of those things but how would you know you're just looking at my face and thinking this is who she is she'll never understand and so there was a lot of that even in high school there people that i actually legit liked were total nerds D &D guys or Mm -hmm. total stoners or or musicians who had nothing to do with school but i was a cheerleader so therefore there is no way that i have any interest in anything else social media 
media has erased all of that. Right. There are people that I've met gaming or through the podcast or whatever that in a million years we could walk by each other and be like don't even talk to her there's no way she'll give you the time of day or oh you're really scary or whatever and it's like now it just erases for me it erased all of that because now i'm friends with some of the most amazing people that i never would have had the privilege of meeting in person and now i've met them in person and they're amazing you know and we all and we do have things in common and so all those people that we initially, you know, with this initial podcast or our podcast or whatever, they shake out and then you find your people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's awesome. I love it. That's why I love social media. Well, and one of the main reasons I like it is, you know, you probably wouldn't guess it based on my personality, but I'm actually not very social when it comes to right. interacting with people in general. I'm not very comfortable. Like, I'm comfortable in social settings and just, you know, kind of like meandering around and just kind of chit-chatting. But when it comes to, like, making friends, I'm really not good at that, like, one-on-one with people. So social media (laughs) is perfect for me because I kind of just get to, like, watch and Mm -hmm. see what's going on and see, like, you know, I'll read something or see a meme and it'll just, like, make me laugh. And I'm like, that person totally, like, is like me. You know, and whereas in a social setting, you know, sometimes people are just super fake, you know, and they're just they're being this person that they're not. And you're like, why are are you being that way? (laughs) You know, I'm so real and honest to a fault that I think it's I don't want to say it's intimidating, but people just it's kind of off putting to some people, I guess. I don't know why. (laughs) I I don't know if I've ever told you what mom has told me many, many times in my life. She goes. There's a, there's a real power in editing before you speak. Yeah. <laughs> to me, she said that. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, you know, you don't have to say everything you're thinking. <laughs> and I said, okay. We don't, but we do. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever you say, ma. Anyway, so Trip, I mean, obviously there's nothing we can do to, to show you how much, because if we were to go to where you live, you would run because you'd be like, I don't want to see you. I, I just like you online. <laughs> We'd see. I picture him running down the street with like a cape behind him, you know. Okay, so speaking of amazing people, Danny Aiello passed away at the age of eighty six today mm-hmm. or yesterday, apparently. I'm. I was. I went. Oh no! I mean, it wasn't like I was like following everything he's been in. He's been in so many wonderful movies, but of course, you and I have a special place in our heart for him because he was in Moonstruck. He was Johnny. Johnny Camerary. Johnny Camerary. <laughs> Come in, have some oatmeal. I don't know. Maybe he fears death. That's <laughs> it. I think when God took the rib, man could not <laughs> fill whole without a woman. But why do men chase women? I think it's because they fear death. That's it. That's it. Thank you no, for answering my question. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's what it is. <laughs> Keep your eyes open, my friend. Don't take any long trips. <laughs> the thing is, is that Danny Aiello actually didn't have that many lines. He was kind of the straight man for everyone else, but he did it so well. He was like, I can't marry you. If I marry you, my mother will die. <laughs> Remember when he starts frantically scratching his head and she, he's just like, the blood rushes to my head. <laughs> <laughs> It's a miracle. <laughs> he was so good. He was no, so he good was. in that. Well, I'm guessing he's naturally movie. Italian, so. I mean, apparently he was in Do the Right Thing and he was very good I don't good even in that. know what that is. I've never even heard of it. Oh, it's a Spike Lee film. It's what makes Spike Lee Spike Lee. You know, and I don't like Spike Lee. Really? I met him at Vegas. His films are weird. 
Well, he's he's got a he's got a message. <laughs> I, a I get that, but I mean, it's just yeah. So anyway, Danny Aiello, safe home. I mean, we loved him. He was him eighty-nine and, though. So did he die? I thought of he was old, eighty-six. Oh, oh did he die of old age or no? Well, maybe he had a brief illness and then he passed away. He never. I really mean, recovered. he was almost ninety. That's kind of old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to make to make it to 100, though. I think 86 feels premature to me. I told the kids I'm going to live to 102, which is... That'd be good. I don't think that's going to be true, though. You don't know. You Jamie, don't know I'm wife. the oldest 41-year-old I know. <laughs> well, we don't know that for sure. So anything is possible. Maybe, maybe you... Oh, so I've been reading about this thing, and then um, I went and saw my hairdresser the other day, and it was so nice because I just... I had roots so bad. And so he was talking about this book that he's reading about microdosing. And I don't know if you've heard about microdosing. Wait a minute. Microdosing. Oh, no, not with with mushrooms. mushrooms. Yes, with with shrooms. Or is it or is it LSD? I don't know. It's one of the it's one of the whole. No, it's mushrooms. Okay. Anyway, they're saying that. And I and I heard about this quite a while ago where people who are terminally ill, what they're afraid of the most is dying. And the fact of leaving the planet and the anxiety that goes with the fact that they're coming to the end of their life is terrifying. Some people are resigned to say, yep, this is it. This is the end. Most people are terrified. They don't want to die. You know, they don't want to miss out on anything. So there's this process that people are going through where they basically are in a controlled room where it's safe. They're very comfortable. They're playing the music that they like, whatever. And they basically put them on a trip. You take mushrooms and you 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 take you go to, on a trip. Apparently, the way they do this when they come out of it, it has altered their brain to the point where they are at peace. They are no longer afraid, and they are able to transition into death without the fear and terror that a lot of people have when they're terminal. So now they're taking this idea and they're they're starting to try to incorporate it with people who are healthy but have anxiety. They want people who are at least 50. So, you know, we're too young for it. But mm-hmm. um, they're, they're, they want to use it and see if maybe they can alter their perception uh, with their anxieties and maybe forever change their anxiety issues. And I'm like, all in. I want to do it. I can't wait. I want to try it. If I woke up from tripping out on something natural and no longer had anxiety, Paula, it would be a game changer. A game yeah, changer. But what if you had a bad trip? They they ensure that you don't. And yeah, right. And then the, at the bottom and like the small writing <laughs> section, post point zero one percent patients will have a bad trip. That would be me. A bad trip is because of some outer inference. It's not something that happens in your brain. Not necessarily. I when I smoke pot, I get paranoid. Every yeah, but time. you're not in a controlled environment. You're just sitting somewhere. What, what, what is, what's a controlled environment? You're in a very specific room. You are in control of all the elements I in that I was in my room. living room. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> how much in my chair? How much more controlled Fine. can I be? Fine. It's not, <laughs> You don't know what a controlled environment means, but never mind. Fine. It's fine. Anyway, I want to do it. I want to do it. I'm totally down. I don't know if I'm in the area for it, but I definitely want to try it. I don't want to do any hallucinogenics. I don't want to be one of those people that goes to the (laughs) rooftop and thinks they can fly. That's angel dust. That's so 70s. No one's going to make you do angel dust. I don't know. I saw a CSI about that once. They weren't doing angel dust. He had done acid or some sort. Actually, maybe that's what it was. It was a laced acid tablet that Mm. that's why they thought because they're just like, this never happens anymore. 
Hold on a second. Hold the phone. Trip wants to know. Yes, I uh, got everything. Yes, yes. We Just tell them we're recording right now. We are recording, and it arrived, and she loves it. Tell them I'll send them a message when we're done. We're done. She will reach out. Reach out, reach out and touch someone. Reach out, reach out and just say hi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. So as we said earlier, Christmas is here and we do have preparations. We try to make some preparations. Are you shopping yet? You know, I do this all the time. I put like, okay, so I have a wish list. I have everything in there. And then I'm like, all right, I think I'm ready to buy. And of course, by now, everything's, the price has changed like 15 times. So everything's sure, like three sure. times more expensive. Yeah. So I put everything in the gift or in the cart. So I was just like, okay, well, I'll start with buying Olivia's stuff because I'm going to have to do this between like five different credit cards. So I'm just like, well, wait, I'm like, that doesn't make sense because then all the gifts I get and I wrap and put under the tree first, they're all going to say Olivia on it and Ryan's going to feel like a schmo. So I'm like, okay, I got to you know change this up. And on top of it, they all needed underwear anyway. And so I'm just like, okay, I'm like, do I wrap the underwear or do I just give them the underwear? I don't know. Wrap it. So, okay, that's what I figured. Yeah. So now I have to go back through and figure out, you know, which gifts are going to go with what. And I still need to see. This is the problem. Olivia is so easy. Not easy, but like I got her a bunch of art stuff. And then Mm -hmm. I got her like she said something this year. I'm kind of glad she's did. She's like, I think it's funny. Every year you get me sparkle boots. She's like, I can't wait to see what they look like this year. And I was just like, you know what? That's that's so funny. Every year I buy Mackenzie a snow globe, mm-hmm. a nutcracker snow globe. And I just did it like once or twice a year. And now she says, oh, I can't wait for my snow globe. I wonder what it's going to look like. And so now she's got like 10 of them. Well, I've been doing it since she was little. But now that she's getting bigger, it's really hard to find glitter boots for a 10-year-old. And so... Well, Maybe you could do like um, silver or something. Well, I found some. Well, now they're just all this like earthy looking, you know, burlap, you know, kind of sheen. (laughs) And I'm just like, that's ugly. And so I found a pair, but they're like not as tall as the other ones. Eh, They change every year. Well, it's just the ones that she used to get. They're all in like the little girl sizes because, you know, it's cute Mm -hmm. for little girls to wear, you know, glitter boots. But yes, apparently for older like preteens it's not cool well and so the, the new th- I, I don't know everybody's wearing white silver and gold shoes boots so i think if you yeah but they're like really cool leather ones. she likes the ugg style mm-hmm. ones that no no she's i got. meant uggs oh yeah, i I've haven't seen, seen any so. yeah oh absolutely i have i've seen them in all different colors so are you done shopping for olivia probably is ryan still wanting yeezys Ryan always wants. No, he does actually. He's all not Yeezys, mom. He's all Nike Air Force Ones, nineteen eighty five. Oh, and I'm like oh, oh. Okay. he likes to go to. He likes to look at all these like weird sneaker shops that have like yeah. you know these old shoes that are like twelve hundred dollars. And well, I think you've got yourself a clothes whore. <laughs> he is. He is. Tyler is. Tyler's totally. I asked him to. I said, just give me a rough idea of what you would like to. You know what what you would like. And so he's like. He, he's there's this very specific horse leather jacket um he goes 
but don't buy it. It's from New York and you need to have the very specific measurements and all this stuff. I'm like, Tyler, this is ridiculous. I'm not buying this. And I go, and you're going to be buried in this thing. It's like $1,800. Who do you think I am? Right. Well, you want some some 501s? I know. (laughs) Ryan just spent $50 on getting three t-shirts from Tilly's. And that was after a buy one, get one half off. And I'm just like, Jesus, Ryan. I'm like, what's so special? I'm like, it says Santa Cruz on it. I'm like, what is this? You know, Tilly's is the best. I I'm, love Tilly's. Well, yeah, there was going to be another one, but it was going to pop it up to $70. And I'm just like, he's mm-hmm. like, well, he's like, I only have 60. And so I'm just, well, this is the thing is, it's like he wanted to buy them now. And I'm like, why don't you just wait and see what you get for Christmas? He's like, but I want them now. And I'm just like, dang it, son. Because I was hoping that he would not. So we could at least get like one or two of them for Christmas. So that would, Here, you know. You know what? It's funny that you say that because I was thinking about this. I'm like, you know, there was a time long ago where parents could say, oh, that's great. Well, you know, Christmas is right around the corner, so you never know. But now the way that we are as a society, we don't uh, withhold anything from our children. And so if they say, oh, I really like this Barbie, you're like, "Okay," because, you know, we just get it. And so now it's like Christmas isn't really like it used to be. Well, it was his own money. And so. No, I know. Oh, okay. But I'm just, I'm just saying in, in general terms, what I'm saying is that now there's no, there's no waiting period for mm-hmm. anything. So it's like you walk into a store and you're like, oh, my God, here's the new, you know, whatever. And you're like, yeah, I'll get it for you. Why not? It's 20 bucks or whatever. Now it's more like, well, you know, Christmas is right around the corner. So you never know. You might want to ask Santa. But it's not like that anymore. Whereas in the old days, you got nothing. I don't buy Olivia anything. She's got her stuff (laughs) strewn all over my room. I don't even know where she gets half this crap. It's funny. I was thinking about it. I'm like, what am I going to get Olivia for Christmas? I'm like, well, let me think about it because. How about a maid? (laughs) Just a maid service for a whole month. The reason I bring it up is that we are transitioning from little kids. We don't have any Olivia's and even Tyler. I mean, even Ryan, who is, you know, he's getting real damn close to this phase where it's like he doesn't want a bunch of toys and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And once he starts working, you're not going to buy him anything that he wants because he'll just go out and buy it. And right. then it's like, what do we get him for Christmas? I don't even know. So uh, we have all adult kids. They're all working. They all give themselves what they want. And this is the first year where they're all excited because they get to go shopping for the family. They mm. all get to buy Christmas presents instead of making things or whatever. And right. so they're super, they're just so excited. Having a $20 budget and, you know, yeah, they going just, to Target. They're so excited. And I think it's really sweet. And they're all like, okay, I got Tyler done. I got da da da. And they're all saying it. So I think it's just really cute. That is cute. So Daryl and I, you know, me, I get overwhelmed because I want to buy everything for everyone, like everything. They're all just so yummy to me. I'm just like, ah, I just want, you know, so I said, I read this thing. It's not new. It's new to me because I hadn't really paid attention because I didn't care. But now I kind of have to care because they're adults and I don't want to buy them a bunch of crap that they're just going to end up shoving in a drawer or getting or donating in a year. You know, I want it to be something. So the new rule that we've instituted is four things. Okay. Something to read, something to wear, something they want, something they need. And I've heard this theory before. Basically, it's a new theory where you go, you know, your kids don't need a thousand things, you know, no matter what age. So if you if you stick with this, they get four really, really good presents and then that's all they get. Now, when they were kids, I would not listen to that rule. But now that they're adults, 
they're all readers. They all are clothes whores. And then there's many things that they want and need. And so I was like, I really, and Daryl was like, I'm on board. I love it. And I'm like, okay, cool. But that doesn't include the stocking. So we can, if we want to indulge like with gift cards or dumb little whatevers, we can do that in the stocking, but the actual gift shopping is going to be this. I think that's going to work out for us. That seems like a good idea. It we is a good idea. We don't do stockings anymore, really. Oh, you don't? No, we just never really got on board with the stocking thing. You're not big on the Easter basket thing either. It's kind of the same thing, you know? <sighs> you know me and the Easter baskets. I'm literally at Walgreens <laughs> or Walmart or Target, you know, midnight right. the night before. I remember one time, I this was quite a few years ago, we were just we just weren't in the mood and then finally it was christmas eve and we had the stockings and we filled them and there was like nothing in them and i and i said the stockings are sad this year and he's like yeah they really are and i said we need to do something about it so we got up got dressed and we went to walgreens at like Mm -hmm. midnight Mm -hmm. on christmas eve oh i'm sure it was busy it was a zoo. It's it the was only place insane. open. <laughs> and the the toy aisles were bare. Yeah. <laughs> it was like So what did you do? Put toothpaste and floss <laughs> in there with granola bars? We went to the candy aisle and I said, there's got to be something we can get these guys. And so we bought like these sad little furry keychains. <laughs> we bought like the Lintz cherry covered chocolate things and i mean it was the worst it was i'm like why are we doing this and i and you know and daryl he's over he's like they have the sam adams beer that i've never been able to find anywhere and i'm like (laughs) honey we're not gonna put that in the stocking (laughs) he's like let's get this dancing santa and i'm like why i'm like stop okay stop let's get this shitty candy and get the fuck out of here and he's like, all right. He was like, better off just to being at the front and buying a bunch of bubble gum. And, you know, like, can we buy some? Ca- oh, they got gum. Mentos. Oh, they all got gum. <laughs> they got gum. Yeah. And then you spend like $100 on shit. Yeah. And you're like, why did we do this? All this stuff is going to be in the garbage in a week. So like, just let's get them all candy this year and be done with it. And it was the worst. It was the worst. But uh, yeah, we do stockings, but it's mostly for little shit. Like Daryl is like, shall we wrap this gift card? I'm like, no, put it in the stocking. He goes, but it's really special. And I'm like, honey, I, I you know, I can only take so much. Can right. you just put it in the fucking stocking? I mean, really, it's a gift card to, you know, Target or something. So, <laughs> right. I'm like, I don't want to. Shall we gift wrap this? I'm like, no, no. But, you know, he gets really into it. He, what happens, I think, is at the end, Christmas Eve, he gets really sad. Oh. Because it's coming to an end. <laughs> so it's over. It's, just, it's almost over. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, thank God, it's almost over. But it's only because of all the work. But it's, you know, it is what it is. You know, everything has to come to an end eventually, including this podcast. So, all right. Oh, really quick. I wanted to tell you. Mm-hmm. Bodega's ha- picked up this new um, weird joke. He has a sense of humor, our dog. Oh. The husky. Every night this week, Daryl sits down on his side of the couch and he's just chilling. We're watching, you know, whatever. And Bodega wants to come in. He walks right up to Daryl, comes near his face. Because when he's sitting on the couch and Bodega walks up, his face, you're almost face to face because he's mm-hmm. pretty tall. And burps in his face. <laughs> he's been doing it every night. <laughs> Last night. He did it again. And it's audible. I heard it. That's crap. And, and he burps in his face and stares right at Daryl when he does it. And then finally Daryl got so he's like, all right, that's it. And he gets up and he's like, you are disgusting. 
egg and he throws him out and then bodega's out there going (laughs) why does he do that and i said why is he doing that to you he's like i don't know but i've had enough and i said i think he's a dude and he's just like playing around with you i go don't you guys do that to each other when you go camping and stuff he's like no i'm like you are lying there is no way burp in each other's faces it made me laugh so hard. I said, see, I go, our animals pick up on our humor. And now the dog is playing jokes with you and you're not taking it well. He's Poor just trying Bidiga. to be part of, you know. He's like, I just want to be a part of you. <laughs> I just want to be <laughs> one of the guys. So oh, my God. It made me laugh so hard. I'm like, And the fact that it happens every night is what makes me laugh. That is funny. Maybe he's just summon it? It's maybe he's crazy. just showing his appreciation for, you know, whatever snack he just had. <laughs> maybe anyway i thought it was really funny i don't know do your dogs do anything your dogs don't do stuff like that does pablo do that to you no but he kept farting last night and because his butthole is so small and puckered it just comes out like little like putters (laughs) of squeak just i was listening to bert crusher and he was talking about something he was he used to do all these crazy shows long ago Mm -hmm. and he said that um they were doing something and his his asshole was exposed it was some kind of sex like thing they were going to, like, bleach his asshole or something. Oh, okay. And so they were kind of t- moving around and, you know, they didn't shove their finger in his butt or anything like that, but they were moving around. He goes, you know, you guys are getting really close to my winky. And I started laughing. I'm like, I have never heard anyone call that winky before. What, his penis? His asshole. A winky? Yeah, it's like you wink. I mean, I've heard of the brown-eyed <laughs> starfish, but... <laughs> I saw a picture of a man who tattooed his entire body and his asshole was the mouth of a octopus. That's strange. And his sack was like the face. It was really weird. Well, that person sounds weird. You want to know what else weird things I looked at? I go down rabbit holes, really weird rabbit holes. Last night. <laughs> I have to open an incognito window sometimes because. Oh, I go I'm to s- private browsing. I'm so worried. <laughs> Yeah, I do private browsing. In case I'm killed in the middle of the night, I don't want anybody to know what I looked at the night before. For some, I don't even know how I got on this, but for some reason, I've been kind of obsessed with Mount Everest climbers lately, and I don't know why, because I'm like, I don't know why they would do it. One in four die, so it's like, why would you do that? So I ended up looking at something. I ended up looking at all the pictures of all the dead climbers on Mount Everest. Yeah, you know what? They're really quite preserved. They are very preserved. They found one gentleman who had fallen off the side and they found his body and he was laid face down, kind of sprawled out. Yeah. What it looked like happened is his rope broke and then mm. he fell flat on his face. And when they when they turned him up, and this was like 20 years ago when they finally and he's fully preserved. He looks like he's just sun tanning because now the clothes have worn off. Mm. But when they turned him over, he, he has a giant hole in his forehead. They think he landed straight on a piece of shale and just impaled his brain and died immediately. Wow. That must have hurt. Yeah, that would have sucked. But there are people who just die laying down and they're just laying down looking like they're resting on the mountain and they're actually dead. Yeah. And there's like a lot of like hundreds. Yeah. They just died where they landed. It's kind of weird. Yeah. At least the and guy just, that died, like the one that thought he could survive in Alaska or something like that, you know, with mm-hmm. like just a knife and something else. And he lived in this <laughs> yeah. bus. Did you hear about oh, yeah, that guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. He got killed by do- uh, bear- bears. No, he didn't. He he curled up. And, oh, did he starve to death? Yeah, he curled up oh. and went to sleep or 
thought he was going to go to sleep and he just starved to death and he died mm. there. So they just found him like sleeping in a bed or something. But no, that's that's terrible. But he I took am, a picture oh. of himself on his last day and <laughs> he probably looked like he was dying. <laughs> well, he was covered in a lot of heavy clothes. But yeah, for I, some reason, he thought he could just live off the land. And then the other thing I was looking at and I scared myself because I'm like, how the hell did I get to this? I was listening to another podcast and she was, uh, she's a comedian, but she's also a porn actress. So it's a weird combination. And so I looked up, I looked her up because I'm like, she's not that pretty. I mean, she doesn't look like a porn star. And that's kind of her thing is she doesn't look like a porn star. And so I was looking at her and then I had gotten up with my phone and I had gotten up to go do something. When I came back, there was a picture of her legs spread wide open doing anal. And I'm like, what the hell? God. I didn't know I'd actually I'd like I don't know hit the screen and like swap swap like, like activated it <laughs> yes and I was like oh my god and I was it was just jarring not that I haven't seen no. that before but talk I was like, about <laughs> jarring those moron people that are putting ring cameras in their daughter's bedrooms and then people are hacking into them and talking yeah. to their fucking kids what is that okay. I saw that why would you put that in your daughter's bedroom okay the mom was like a nurse or something like that so she wanted mm-hmm. to be able to check on her kids whenever she could but i mean i get That's people's intent way but I'm like you gotta start thinking about the other side folks <laughs> yes and so you give me shit about covering my cameras no I'm that's okay you, i get that part but i mean you don't put a freaking ring camera in your daughter's bedrooms. I'm just yeah, like really why don't bad. you just open your your computer and turn on the webcam <laughs> it's pretty Morons. much the same it's thing. for outside purposes well, and then not only that, but I mean, I, uh, Daryl and I, I had him remove the Alexa from our bedroom. I don't know why you would have one in there in the first place. Because Daryl loves the idea of being able to go, Alexa, please play Prince. And then it just starts playing. Yeah. And I told him, I told him, I said, we have phones for that now. You know, you can just turn on the phone and yeah, we have your guys' sex or- noises are probably on audio on some porn site in China now. So we don't have it in there in here anymore because one night we were having particularly loud sex and Alexa went on Mm. and I said, why is Alexa on? And then it went off and I said, get that thing Mm -hmm. out of here. And I was reading about how there was some there's some facility in like Scandinavia or something where they're like, oh, yeah, they've got a lot of records of people having sex on on tape. And I'm like, see, I don't. I don't want to be a part of that. I personally don't like the Alexas and stuff. Like, I'm not a big fan of having them. We took them out of all the rooms. We have one downstairs. But I'm like, well, you know, what are you going to do? But those things go on for no reason. Like, one night we were we were just watching TV quietly. And all of a sudden, she's like, I'm sorry. I don't understand that question. Yeah. See, like, how do you know mm, they don't get their wires crossed or something like that? All or, the time. So oh, yeah. I, I would never have anything like that. And as far as the cameras, mm-hmm. I don't see why you would want one in your home. So Daryl wanted to put him into the house when he was traveling. He's like, I just want to be a part yeah. of everything. I'm like, did he watch no. that thing? Uh, hopefully he, you know, took a lesson from that. No shit. Crazy. All right. Well, speaking of crazy, it's time for our ugly and awkward moments of the week. <laughs> Ryan, he has like this weird lump on like the side of his neck, kind of like where mm-hmm. a gland would be. Yeah. And um, 
you know, at first he kept saying, you know, he had this this lump in his neck and I'm just like, I felt it. And I'm like, oh, it just feels like you have a swollen gland. And I said, you have been kind of sick. So I said, it's probably just working overtime to filter, you know, the illness out. Sure. And so then he woke up that middle of the night that night. I hadn't gone to bed yet, but he came out and he's just like, I have a really bad headache. And he says, and my throat really hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like you you have a sore throat? He's like, no, he's just like that thing in my neck. And so I went over and I turned the kitchen light on and he had just come out of bed. So he was just in his little chones and his chest looked like it had broken out in a rash. And I'm like, no. oh my gosh, son. And he's like, no, he's like, that's, it's just always like that. And I'm like, cause you know, he has acne right now. Yes. And so I was like, I'm like, no, well, that looks like a rash, son. And so I felt his neck. It's still just soft and, you know, mushy. It's And I, it doesn't hurt. And it's not warm to the touch or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I started checking the rest of his body for the rash. So I was looking at his back. I was checking, like, his arms and stuff. And I went down and I started checking, like, his legs and his thigh. And I felt the base of his underwear. And um, that I was, you know, check the other leg and thigh and Victor was kind of looking at his like um, his back and stuff to see if anything. And so then I look up as I was kind of standing back up and Ryan's eyes were like fixed and straight forward. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? And he's like, nothing. I'm like, Ryan, I was not going to touch your wiener. And he's like, OK. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, it wasn't even close. He's just like, OK. And I'm like, oh, Ryan, God. please. I'm like, if I was, then, you know, I'd be super impressed. But. I was, I'm like, you wear boxer briefs. I'm like, I wasn't even that close, but he was terrified because he's just like, you know, danger, 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 Will Robinson. I need an adult. (laughs) I'm like, I'm your mother. I grew that penis. Well, wait a minute. Is is the is the soft egg thing on his neck? Well, we took him to Dr. Grant and Dr. Grant says, you know, he's like, if it was warm to the touch and stuff. And then he had another one kind of by his ear. And oh, yeah. um, not as there's big, glands. just a little one. I guess there's glands no, there's, everywhere over there. There is. Yes, there is. And so he said if it was warm to the touch, you know, and kind of hot, he says, I'd probably give him the antibiotic. He says, but if you just um, let it see what happens and just mm-hmm. keep taking ibuprofen, he's like, it should get better. He says, if, it, if yeah. a, a week goes by, it's still not better. Yeah. Or if it gets worse, then he says, just call me and I'll call in a prescription. But he says, yeah. I, for now, he says, I think we'll just kind of see what happens. But exactly. of course, you know, Ryan thought he had cancer. So, well, of course, I mean, he's one of us. So yeah, why not? I don't blame him. We, I all, we thought, all worry. I would have thought the same thing. So I would have been like, oh, I think I have lymphoma. OK, well, farewell, friends. Yeah, because he says, well, I've been doing some research. I'm like, why did you do that, Ryan? Oh, never. Oh, he's already Googling WebMD. To- oh, he's like his God. father. He already, you know, Victor told me the other night he had self-diagnosed himself with epilepsy. And I'm just like, get the <laughs> fuck out of my face. <laughs> I'm Idiot. like, well, Victor, I'm like, we remember the last time we self-diagnosed ourselves with something, didn't we? And I'm like, how well did that turn out for you? Oh, what an idiot. I said, okay. we're still paying those medical bills for all your Ugh. freaking doctor visits. Oh, God. he's Only to find out that you had tonsillitis. Yes, all of it. All right. So as you know, Daryl and I took Mackenzie to Universal Studios last weekend. We yes. had a great time. We went to Harry Potter World, which because she's a huge fan of Harry Potter. I know you guys are as well. Yeah. It's very magical. If you're a huge fan of Harry Potter, going there is is so fun because it's all in you're so immersed there. You can't see anything other than 
Hog, Hogs, Hogwarts is there and then Diagon Alley. Yeah. And, and, in, and you can't see anything outside of it. So you're fully immersed in That's it. That's cool. So we get there and we're waiting in line. We're, we're, I said, we have to go wait in line for the experience, which is the wand choosing experience. Right. So you go to, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, o- o- Olvanders or Olanders yeah. wand shop. And so you have to wait in line because they take like 20 people at a time. And then they select one person who is in the crowd to come up and try all the different wands until they find the wand for you. And then there's all these effects, just like in Harry Potter. And it's really exciting. And I knew Mackenzie would love it because she would it it gets you kind of kicked off to enjoy the magic of Harry Potter. Everybody starts to cry because it's so emotional when the music and the lights and the wind come up going, I think we have found your wand. And it's just a really cool thing. So we're leaving and I'm like, oh, my God, is this so And I was like so excited because Kenzie's got weepy and it was so exciting. And I backed right into this young couple like hard. It was like I teed into them. Like if I was a car and they were a car, I would have totaled their front end. And I, <laughs> nothing will make you feel like an elephant more than almost knocking someone down just standing. Oh, you know? God. What, I were was they, embarrassed. Were they tiny or something? She was Asian. And so, <laughs> Yeah. So I backed up and she's like, it's okay, it's okay. And she kept walking, but I was like, oh my God. I just felt like a giant horse. You're like, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, that's how I felt. It was really embarrassing. And of course, and Daryl's just like, honey, watch where you're going. Like, shut your fucking mouth. I know where I'm doing. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You watch where you're going. I know what I'm doing. You watch where you're going and you watch your mouth. (laughs) Right. Go find your wand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, there was a lot of those jokes, if you can imagine. I'm sure. (laughs) You can't help yourself. So anyway, but yeah, that was it. That was my awkward moment. How funny. It was funny. I mean, I was embarrassed. So yeah, that's that's the point. So Mm -hmm. all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. As per usual, please make sure that you're visiting UglyTruth.com, clicking on our Amazon button and uh, doing some shopping with Amazon for Christmas. And then uh, visit lipandclip.com as well for your makeup, skincare, and bubble bath needs, as well as some other fun things. I think that's it. So we shall see you next week and enjoy your shopping. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.